Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. This is the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Now, here's Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins. All right, so let's take a look at today's NBA slate and see if we can find some plays we like. Let's start in Washington where we have the Bulls and Wizards squaring off. Wizards point and a half favorites, which kind of shocked me. And the total is not on the board currently. All right, Jenks, now it's time to put on our detective caps because this line didn't make a ton of sense to me. I understand that DeMar DeRozan's probably going to be out because he got injured in the third quarter of that last game against the Celtics. But still, does this line seem on to you or am I not looking at this correctly? No, it doesn't make any sense to me at all. The total is set at 230 and a half. I might lean over, but I don't I don't know how I can justify the Wizards here. It feels like the Bulls all the way to me. And that's why I think mm, there's something wrong here. You mentioned DeMar DeRozan being questionable, injured his quad, but they still have Zach Levine. And also, the Wizards are playing without Bradley Beal. They've lost three straight, and in each one of those losses, they've lost by at least 10 points. So this line doesn't make a lot of sense, and that scares me a little bit, but you're getting points with the better team. Yeah, I'm on Chicago. It makes me think that maybe Bradley Beal has a chance to play in this one. Like, I'm just trying to play detective here because usually if you think a line doesn't make sense, there's something you're missing. And I looked at the injury updates for Bradley Beal. It said last week, like five days ago, he was set to be reevaluated. But I don't know. I feel like we would hear more about it because it's the NBA and he's a star player. Uh, Perzingis also questionable in this one. So like you, I think I'll ride the hotter team. Chicago 4-1 and against the number in their last five and also, they haven't been a favorite in six straight games. So they are covering these numbers and winning outright in some of these cases in which they are getting points. Also, think Zach Levine and his three-point prop is worth a look. This is something I played last time out against the Celtics because uh, Billy Donovan told him to take more threes. So if the line's at two and a half like it was last game against the Celtics, I think Zach Levine over his three-points prop is maybe a solid look as well. Let's go to Atlanta where we have the Bucks and the Hawks. And it's Bucks minus a, a point and a half, totaled 232 and a half. Jinx, initially I thought to myself, huh, the Hawks, why would I take the Hawks here? But apparently they played the Bucks pretty closely. Uh, the Hawks have actually won two of the last three meetings against the Bucks and have a four-game home win streak against Milwaukee. So which side are you taking here? I'm a little befuddled. Oh, great use of befuddled. Love that word. I don't know. I don't, I, this line sure doesn't make a lot of sense to me. I still think the Bucks should be favored by more. I really do. And when you see a line this short, that means a defensive stop or two 
can be all the difference. The Bucs are a much better defensive team. Atlanta only 8-11 and 11 against the spread at home this season. I would lean Bucks, but then you mentioned that I did not realize the individual success that the Hawks have had against Milwaukee. The early money is all over Atlanta, by the way. So maybe the Hawks are the right side here. Yeah, I feel like that meme of Shaq that says, I apologize. I was unfamiliar <laughs> with your game. Because here's the thing about this Bucks matchup. Uh, Trey Young has had some good ones against Milwaukee, including a 42-piece that he dropped on October 29th, which is some kind of like franchise record, I think second only to Dominique Wilkins, uh, of points scored against Milwaukee. And he's averaging 24.5 points, 8.5 assists when playing against the Bucks. And also noteworthy, Trey Young just 11 points shy of hitting 1,000 points this season. So maybe he'll be motivated to score more. But the other angle in this one is no Clint Capella for the Hawks. He's the center. And there's not a ton of depth down low for Atlanta. And if you look at these games in which Clint Capella has been out, he's been out uh, for the past seven. Last game, Clippers center of Vika Zubats. Had 18 rebounds. Thomas Bryant of the Lakers had 13. DeMontis Sabanis had 14. Kevon Looney of the Warriors had 20 rebounds. So maybe take a long, hard look at rebounds for Giannis Antetokounmpo because they clearly have a hold down low, uh, and Clint Capella is not going to be playing in that one. Let's go to Boston where we have the Celtics and the Pelicans squaring off. Uh, Celtics laying 9.5, total to 29 and a half jinx we know the celtics are good but this is a big number yeah that's the thing i'm not do i say this every day i'm not a big fan of the nba slate today i feel like i say that every single day but it's the truth it, it, it is and i it's, it's too big of a spread for me but you can't convince me to bet the pelicans just because it's a big number i would either lay it with the celtics i i feel like this is a game where the pelicans are due to just get the doors blown off of them. Celtics are 12 and nine against the spread this season eh, at home. But if they can hit from long range, they cover this number. That's the real matchup that I'm curious about, which is why maybe you can make a, a case for the Pelicans is that the Pelicans do play very good perimeter defense in defending the three point shot. And that's where the Celtics end up scoring a lot of their points. So if they extend that defense, they can keep it within the number. I would lean Celtics because obviously the Pels are without Brandon Ingram and Zion, but Again, better better, better games on the board than this one. Yeah, I think maybe there's a points prop or a rebound prop in this one that maybe you can find some value in. Uh, in the absence of Zion Williamson, Valanciunas has been really good, averaging 20 points and 12 rebounds in the last four games uh, without Zion down low. And C.J. McCollum has been on an absolute tear as well, well averaging 29 points per game over his last four, uh, four and a half threes per game, while shooting 51% from the three-point line and 50% from the field. So I think of those two guys, maybe you take some kind of points prop or rebounding prop because those are the guys who are pricking up the slack in the absence of some of the injured superstars for New Orleans. Let's go to the Pacers in the Knicks. We've got New York laying four and a half points, and I'm not seeing a total on this one. Jinx, I think you know where I'm going in this one. The Knicks in the first half have been a cash cow for me, best covering team in the first half, uh, especially – Last game, the Knicks had like this big lead at halftime and then gave it all up to the Bucs. Mm -hmm. I think the Bucs had like an 18-point comeback, come from behind win. So I think if I'm playing Knicks, it's only in the first half. Uh, is there anything you see that caught your eye here? Yeah, you're not going to believe it. Here's an NBA game I really like. I love the Pacers here. 
And I don't think the Knicks should be laying four and a half points to a very good Pacers team that covers. Pacers are the best team at covering the number in the NBA. They're 25 and 16 against the spread. The Knicks at the Garden, a putrid 7-12 and 2 against the number. Pacers have won 8 of 10. I think they're a live dog here as well. Give me the Pacers and the points. Yeah, Pacers have been a a show favorite uh, here for us when it comes to getting points. Usually it's more points, but like I said, the Knicks have had these like second half collapses that make me not want to trust them. I think if you play something on the Knicks, only do it in the first half because they've actually been really good at covering numbers, but only in the first half. Well, continuing on with our NBA coverage here on the Daily Tip. Up next, we'll do a little college shoot, but for now, sticking in the association and going to Memphis. Grizzly Spurs, Memphis laying 14 and a half, and no total listed for this one just yet. Jenks, I feel like the Grizzlies have burned me way too many times this season for me to want to lay 14 and a half with the Grizz. This is such a dumb point spread. I'm not even trying to handicap a game in the NBA where one team is laying 14 and a half points. Seriously, you talk about backdoor covers in football all the time with these monster point spreads. And yeah, you see them in basketball, but this truly, when you see a point spread this big, I mean, the Grizz could be up 19, 20 points with two or three minutes to play and then pull their starters and the Spurs lose by 13, cover the number. So I am not interested in laying a number like this, and I'm certainly not grabbing points with the Spurs. If I did choose a side, just on principle alone, Chelsea, I think I would take San Antonio. 14 and a half points, that's a ridiculous number. Yeah, and they just played each other. Uh, They just played each other on Monday, and the Grizz had to have like this amazing comeback in the fourth quarter to win this game 121 to 113. So they didn't cover the spread in that one, but it looks like John Morant could be back for this one. And I'm imagining that's why the point spread is where it is. Maybe it makes a difference here because we'll see. Like when the superstars are inserted back into the lineup, you know, on the second leg of a, you know, a game in which they've played the same team twice, the outcome can be way different because we saw this with the Wizards and the Bucks earlier. The Wizards beat the Bucks outright when Giannis wasn't playing. And then they played him again. Giannis was back in the lineup. And then the Bucks absolutely handled business against the Warriors. So maybe that's the case with John Morant, who certainly has a point to prove after talking a bunch of trash about just about every team in the Western Conference. Sticking in the West, let's go to Denver. Nuggets, Suns. Suns coming off a huge upset over the Warriors as big uh, big underdogs, and they're getting 12.5 points here. So, Jenks, do you think the magic oh, continues for Phoenix? No, I do not. I would actually lay it with Denver here. The Suns are a bad basketball team, and they got lucky last night. Full credit, they beat Golden State outright, and Golden State, oddly enough, is the best covering team at home in the NBA, worst covering team against the number on the road. But it's the back end of a back-to-back for a bad Phoenix team. So they got that huge win, big letdown spot for them. I think they get destroyed tonight in the Mile High City. I would lay it with the Nugs. God. Yeah, this game's unbettable. Uh, We were talking about games who are unbettable. This is the one for me. I am not betting on this one just because doesn't it make you feel like a little nervous when the Suns beat the Warriors outright last night as huge underdogs? I just feel like you leave this team alone. So clearly they have some good depth for Phoenix, but still I'm not banking on them to contend with one of the best teams in the West because Denver, you know, uh, sneakily has been 
one of the best teams in the Western Conference. So I don't think I'm betting this one. I just I just can't do it. And that's how I feel about most of the NBA slate. I think player <laughs> props are usually the way to go, but this early in the morning, we're not seeing a ton of lines. But we'll see. We'll see who the surprise is tonight when they announce somebody isn't starting in the NBA because that's always fun to get like those uh, alerts and you're like, oh my God. Oh yeah. We didn't even know this person was ailing or, you know, had a chance to be out. And it's like, Paul George isn't playing. Surprise. <laughs> well, it's like last night with the Heat and the Heat are A1, the worst team at this. And we thought, well, oh, yeah. I like the Thunder. Yeah, I don't know. You know, I don't know how many starters are going to play for the Heat. They're kind of banged up. And we were both on the Thunder plus four and a half. And then we find out after the fact, oh, Miami isn't playing four starters not like oh, a couple guys gonna be out four starters and that just makes the nba magic sometimes yeah and then somebody got ejected so they only had eight players to end the game what a game for more listen to the daily tip presented by BetMGM weekday mornings from 6 to 9 eastern on the beck ql network the odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts